Podcast. We are a uh, podcast that goes through the 90s one month at a time. Um, we are in our 1991 season and we are uh, we had our August 1991 episode uh, just the other day and one of the albums that released that we talked about in that episode was Pearl Jam's 10 and this episode is all about that. My co-host is Ben. Hello. And if, you've, if you're a long-time listener of the podcast and you um, have listened to our Nevermind episode... Because um, that was just the love love fest of, of never mind. No, get love fest. ready. Because <laughs> this one could be even more. There could be even more love and nerdiness. Well, I've actually done a. I don't want to say research, mm. but I have done more research this time. Whereas last time I was like, I don't like this song. <laughs> um, so this time as a, a little little bit of background. Yeah. So most people would know if you listen to this well. I assume if you're still listening, you might have turned it off by now. Um, so, Pearl Jam re-released 10 in... 2009. 2009. Yeah. Um, because no one liked how it originally sounded. Apparently too reverby. Doesn't sound a whole lot different. Like I could never pick up on these things with re-releases. Yeah. So, this week, as a clever little trick, I queued up the albums. Ooh. And I did it like in order. So, old ones, new ones. Ooh. Old even flow, new even flow, so you can really f- hear the differences in it. Okay, and w- oh, okay, I when we get to the songs, there are certain things I because I actually listened to the Brenda O'Brien mix, um, which is what they're calling the 2009 mix today, um, in preparation for this. And, when did you last listen to the original mix? Uh, well, that's the one I listen to more regularly. So if I'm listening to like through my playlists and stuff, my my many many playlists, um, <laughs> they'll be from the original. So and I did notice um. Very much like the uh, the Devonshire mix of Nevermind that we talked about. Yep. Just like there's not a lot missing, but like um, I know some some solos like were cut off a little bit. There was like um, there's some I think extended or just changed slightly. Yeah, and then um, I think uh, a couple of his vocals like sort of shortened. Oh, um, before we get well, spoil, but when we get to um, even flow, when going back into the last chorus. Mm. Is a bit different too. Yeah, just just like little bits and pieces. Is 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 less noticeable than the Nirvana one for me. Yeah, I think so. But when what's well, hard because I was listening to them back to back, so I'd notice more of them. But yeah, without that, I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have bothered. Like yeah. it doesn't make a difference to me because it's more about like the song itself rather than yeah those little moments. Should we? I mean, we we touched on um, when you first listened to. Uh, 10 you had a tape from your brother yep and I listened to while mowing the lawn yep mine was um, <laughs> uh, I shared a, a wall with my brother so like it was a very thin wall <laughs> so oh. anything he was listening to I was in turn listening to and anything you recorded on your VCR he heard <laughs> yes <laughs> um, and then um, so I remember hearing um, I think it was Jeremy Jeremy's the one that like I think was my 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 in to this album and uh i just remember more so than any other band um up until uh when i get into my other favorite band we'll get into them in a little bit later in the, in the 90s Maybe. um i don't want to like <laughs> i i know people have sort of like um those uh what's like religious like experiences with music sort of thing but this one like listening to this again today and like throughout the week um like I can tell 
that this means a, a lot to me. Like this album means a lot to me. Yeah, it's it's just there's something inherent there. It's just it's just so good and so comforting, and uh, also can be quite emotional. Um, it's very yeah, it's fun to listen to. It's close to perfect. It is. If, it is close to perfect. Yeah, but again, like it needs to hit you at the right time. Not my favorite Pelgin album, but like as an album of music. Um, Going back on what we uh, recently discussed, I could have this on shuffle. Yeah. Quite easily. <laughs> oh, can like, I call you disgusting? <laughs> I mean, apparently I was. <laughs> it's disgusting in a way. That's fair enough. But it doesn't, as good as it is as an album, it doesn't flow amazingly. Like, it I flows was well. That today. It does flow well, but does it's it not. E- does it flow evenly? <laughs> Disgusting. Stick around, folks. <laughs> Stick around. Um, that actually, we'll get to that. But um, there's a couple of transitions of songs. I actually probably would track this album differently. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I would have. Okay, then I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's let's get into the let's 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 start talking about the um the, the track by track. And um, it's interesting you said about the shuffle because the first track of this album is a example of why this album can't be shuffled very easily or put into playlists very easily because we have a instrumental called Master Slave which opens and ends the album which is so good when, oh, it's like, fun. when you listen to it on cassette yeah and like you've got this weird loop and as a kid I didn't know what was going on <laughs> I was confused oh yeah it it finishes how it starts and you flip the tape over what how does this work it's very. It's um. Apparently, it was a a baseline that Jeff Amon was um, tooling around with, and the producer just like started like adding some keyboards to it, and they said like, yeah. let's just um. He says it's his like uh, ode to another fretless bass. It was it was on a fretless bass. Like if you don't know, look, and I'm gonna geek out about basses because my lord, Jeff Amon, if you are a bass player, a young bass player, and you want to sort of expand your horizons, fuck me. Jeff Bayman will do it for you. <laughs> Weren't you just teasing another bass player in another band for having more than four strings? Olin Biscuit. No, I'm pretty sure you teased Metallica in the last episode. Nah, it was it was <laughs> I think it was teasing. Because like Limp Bizkit and Corn have those seven or eight string guitars that like yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. no, they're different. Okay. Jeff's just fine. Um <laughs> Jeff does what he wants. And I also, um when I used to see when I've seen Pearl Jam live, I I know his bases and I'm just like I'm getting uh, and I know what songs he plays yeah. on his twelve string. I know what songs he plays on his um fretless. Uh, people hate when casual people hate if they're at a Pearl Jam concert with you and you see Mike get his flying V out and you get all giddy. <laughs> and they're like, and you don't want to be the person that spoils what's coming. Yeah, yeah, but you know what's coming. Um, yeah, I'll tag him on that later. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's it starts off. Um, so I I used to make uh, what I used to do back in the day is I would find set lists that Pearl Jam had played and then try to reconstruct that set list with my CDs and make like a, a oh, live wow. set with that. Um, this is before like they were doing their bootlegs and stuff like that. Um, but if they played once in a set, like uh, you, you can't have intro. you got the master slave um, little instrumental thing at the start. It's like oh come on yeah. Same if they start with the release, then you've got that at the end of the song. Um, I may common. I may have um, bought the uh, the greatest hits just because it contained 
a version of Once that didn't have the Master Slave on it, and I like that. Wow. That is, did you know, uh, another little factoid is apparently where the remastering all began. Well, because that... um, Because they redid the 10 songs for that release. Yeah. Was that a rights thing or was that just they wanted to do different versions of it? Like it was a... I think everyone just always hated how it sounded. It's not a Taylor Swift thing that she's doing right now. (laughs) No, we can talk about that if you want. She's been re-recording stuff apparently like... And from what I've heard from other people, it's... uh, They're not that much different. Like... Why would they be? Well, it's just like... I I would have thought like legally they would... She would have had to. No, not at all. So she always just do is re-record them. Yep. Wow. She can do it exactly as they were. Nice. Yeah. Well, well, I assume so. Anyway. Um, anyway. Once uh, is a banger start to an album. Um, I th- believe the first... So, like, there's a serial killer trilogy of songs, like, where this is the first one, I believe... Is it Footsteps 1? or? Um, it was this... Alive and footsteps, I think. Yeah, there's like a there's like a, a string that goes through this where like, it's it's obviously based on Eddie's life and stuff like that. But there's like a few nods to like it might be like a serial. That's what I've always heard yeah. like a serial killer song. Yeah. I think it's um, I did read a bit of the story, and it's mostly tangled up in Alive. I think that which semi autobiographical. Yeah. Of oh, we shouldn't talk about Alive. We're not there yet. Yeah. But yeah, um, husband, wife, there's a murder of one of them. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. It's a bit It's a bit weird. Yeah. But that's reading people's interpretation here. I haven't found him flat out say what's going on. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not as cryptic as Kurt, but like he's, he doesn't like to like... But then when he's blatant, he's really blatant. Like Corduroy is blatantly like about what it's about sort of thing. It's just like... Yeah. Yeah, so he can be like very sort of blatant. That's, that's a long way away. Yeah. Um, so once, um, yeah, love this song. Um, the one song, actually not the one song, but like one of many songs. I can't work out how to play it. It's got weird keys. Yeah, I've never really tried. Um, <laughs> the other night, because on Easter weekend, they streamed um, their... Uh, oh, one of the home the shows? Hyde, yeah, the, the, no, the Hyde Park. Oh, Hyde Park, that's right. And they played once in there, and I was trying to actually, like, I actually grabbed my bass, and I tried to look at what Jeff was playing, because I'm like, I, I can never work it out. Um, and I worked out like yeah. little bits and pieces, but I'm just like, it's just a, um, and that's one of the things that they don't like about the album is like, there's, there's a lot of overlays, like there's a lot of guitars on a lot of these, um, these tracks. Yep. And I think one of the things they wanted to do was actually strip it back if they had a chance. Yeah. So I did find one comment where they said there was too much reverb mm. as the first thing that hits you when you listen to them back to back. It's yeah. a lot cleaner. The songs have a lot more punch in it. Yeah. It is better, but if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, this is another song if you see it live. And this is the, the other thing too, is that like, we have a lot, we had a lot to say about Nevermind, but this is a, that was also an album that we never and will never ever hear live. Um, yeah. So this one... Aside like, from bootlegs. which Yeah, yeah like this is one that we both um, experienced, I think, most of these songs. I don't think there's only a couple of songs from this album that I don't think I've seen live. Um, um, but when the, when that last once thing comes in and everyone's just like punching the air, yeah, I've seen pretty, all these now. Pretty special. Yeah, I don't think I've seen release. That's stupid. How have you not seen release? Because <laughs> I haven't stupid. seen him forty two times like you have. Uh, it's only thirty five. Okay. Um, I only it took, I think, uh, before show like. 
23 or 24 yeah. before I saw Deep. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was hanging a long time for that one. So it that. makes me fun. It makes me um, smile that like um, a bunch of the hardcore nerd Pearl Jam fans have essentially got a bingo card. <laughs> it's like, oh, I saw Garden, I saw Deep. Oh, uh, bingo. There's, there's so many bingos to get. To <laughs> cat. I don't know how bingo works. There's um, so many bingos to bingo. So once, definitely um, a great uh, start to an album. Um, and then moving into uh, uh, Even Flow. So Even Flow, yeah. can I tell you? Yes, you can. I was in high school and I had this album on cassette, obviously, mowing lawns, my own lawn, in the garden, not my genitals. Um, <laughs> anyway, swallow that water. Yes. <laughs> so a friend had... Uh, even flow as a ringtone. Okay. We were, I, I, what? Like the... remember on Nokia the um. I'll see if I can find it. Is this? Okay. Remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you can you can program like your and own you can. Oh pick, my god. Yeah, impressive. Um, and he named it Even Flow, and I was like, "Why'd you do that?" He's like, "It's a Pearl Jam song." I was like, uh, <laughs> "Mate." It's called Even Though. <laughs> oh. To this day, as oh. much as I love them, I've never read the lyrics to Even Flow. I've no idea what the verses are, aside from like the obvious words you can understand. Isn't it like it's about homeless people, isn't it? Like... Yeah, so I don't know if it was common knowledge before. I had no idea until a show we saw in 2018 and Eddie told the story Yeah. about this homeless man that used to hang around the studio and he would buy him the sandwich every day. Yeah. And then one day he was just gone. Right. And it was a little bit sad. And it made me like the song for a little bit longer. <laughs> now I'm kind of bored of it, bored um, of it again. But, yeah, rest his head on a pillow made of concrete. Like, there's, 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 yeah. um, this one in particular, I think, um, if you're a fan of the band and you've seen them live, especially in like the, I think from 2000 onwards, like it was the song for a while there that they would play that was the um, just before the encore break. Like it would be the last of their main set. And it'll be a huge solo by Mike. Yeah. And it's usually when Ollie, um, Ellie, and it's usually when Eddie took a smoke and a drink, and yep. basically was just like, "Give me a breather." I think it's got replaced by Rearview Mirror. Um, uh, Rearview Mirror and Porch are the pre-encore songs. Oh, okay, cool. And even flows that because the sets are so long. Yeah. That's now in like the middle of the main set, so he can have his little break and yeah, Mike yeah. solo and Matt solo and yeah. So it's um they take a song that goes for four minutes that people could probably do without and make it last for a good eight or nine minutes. It's, and like, I remember, this, is, this makes me sound such like, it's like a ditch fan, dick fan, but like that and uh, Better Man are the ones I, I make. If Toilet I'm watching breaks. live, I'm just like, <laughs> um, But then again, like, you know, if he tags Better Man up with Save It For Later, like it's, it's uh, a pretty good experience. And to be fair, like, I love Mike, and he's an amazing guitarist. Not that interested in his wild solos. Like, occasionally it's good, but like, yeah, yeah this is amazing. You're amazing. I'm, I don't need this. Matt Cameron, on the other hand, yeah, when he goes off for two minutes, like, fucking keep going. This is amazing. <laughs> How do you do that? Jeff doesn't get a solo. Stone doesn't get a solo. No, oh, they don't need one. They can't. Stone? What's Stone going to do? Stone, um, in that Hyde Park one, there's like, I don't know how many people were there. Fucking thousands, like yeah, I think it's like forty to fifty, yeah. Maybe 60. And then um, and Stone still looks like he could give a shit. Like it's just like, and maybe that's how he gets through. 
maybe like in that cell, he's like, I'll just be like completely, you know, meh to everything. I mean, you've seen it all at this point. I suppose it's just like uh, Eddie seemed overwhelmed. Like Matt, a couple of times you see him looking out and he looks overwhelmed. Um, uh, especially like the fact that like Eddie was doing crowd control. <laughs> For the, Always, yeah, for that concept, like he actually had that earpiece in, like where they said, like you oh, need yeah. to. You know, he, he says at one point, he's like, "They're going to tell me if I need you to guys to move back," and he actually gets them to move th- back three paces. And it's like, he's real good at that. Yeah, it's um, quite magical when it happens. And like you know, after Ross killed, her, like you know, why wouldn't you? So, yeah. Um. So even flow. Um. I this song, uh, particularly for me, I was uh, in music class in high school. Um. I think year 10 and i had a there was a there was the only year that i had a bass teacher like i had a, i did bass lessons um which i you know nerd i <laughs> for bass i think you should have at least one year just to sort of fine tune stuff a year yeah Ugh. if you can so um this guy said like oh, i said oh, i want to do a peljan song he's like i said i want to do even flow because even flow is pretty fun pretty fun to play on bass and he said like oh that's i think you can do better than that and he's Ooh. like he said, you can do even flow, but you have to... Um, so what he made me do is I had to... Um, I don't know what you call it. Harmonize or do the melody of Eddie's vocals on bass notes. So like, huh. I actually like... So it'd be like... Oh, wow. And like, that was my um, performance piece for that, for that semester, I think. So like, I've listened to this song... I fucked on times <laughs> then and then like for, like for more. So like I think, and now you hate it. I don't hate it. Is like it I, like your lithium? It's not my lithium, but it's it, I could just take a leave it. Like it's just like if I was looking at a live set, like um, I'll just be like, okay, like I'll I'll sort of lean back against the barrier for this one. <laughs> I've, I've sat down during this song before. Yeah, yeah, and which is sad because it like it is an amazing it's like song. You're protesting it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That may have been my intention nah. at the time. <laughs> it's a long show, right? I'll take a break where I need it. Yeah. They get one. Yeah. But it is a great song. Um, so this, and this is this is when I was talking about um, the different uh, track listing. I don't know after listening to this a couple of times this week, even flow into a live, I don't know. I they're very similar songs. They are. Yeah. Like they're in the same key, I think. I think they're both an A. And yeah. like. They're a pair of like stadium bangers. Yeah. I believe I can even throw even flow maybe should have been later or an alive second. Um or yeah, but I don't know what I'd replace even flow with though. I I would uh I'm not gonna mess with it because I like, <laughs> we could we could spend an entire episode just like, what would we replace each song with? I mean, if we're gonna <laughs> do that, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are I would top fives, by the way. Yeah, why not? Okay, cool. I would have once then why go. Yes, as my intro. Okay, no, I'll give, I'll agree with that. Um, and then even flow or alive, but then yeah, one of them has to move out of that spot. Yeah, no, why go? Um, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, alive, obviously, um, it's the the welcome mat for a lot of people for this band, like especially back in the day, like you'd see the alive clip on. Rage compilations, lots of stuff. It's not a TV studio, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> that I mean, that's the one re- saving grace of even for is that the film clip tour was amazing, and yeah, saw yeah. um, uh, Eddie jumping off into the crowd from there. Yeah, quite a height. 
<laughs> yeah. So then, um, I would um, with a with a live, I suppose, listening to it today, and a couple times this week, it was like oh, I'll sort of just keep doing my thing, but when in Mike's and solo right at the end, and when it starts to really like gain pace, like you yeah. cannot stop it. Like it, it, I got shivers today when I was listening to it. Um, because it's just you. Rem- it could just be like memory of being in a crowd when you're listening to that song, that solo take place. But like, the energy is just like, it's palpable. Yeah, in that song, and it does. Yeah, it does take you back to if you've seen it live, like yeah. the energy in it, and like the whole crowd, like they're chanting and because it's usually near the end too. So like you've 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 had you've been there for like a good two and a half hours probably. And it's it's just like there's not many times that Alive is in the main set. It's usually in the encore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, one of the first songs I learned how to play of Pearl Jam like at all. And it's um, uh, I remember me and my brother trying to work out the uh, the bridge, like what the, <laughs> what the bass was. This is before. This is pre-internet. Ah, this, yeah. I so like about that. we're we're like watching the film clip and like sort of going, oh, I think he's. And then we worked it out, and I was like, it's like experience but yeah um yeah for all the pearl jam songs i can play i think it's easily less than a handful i can play start to finish yeah always at some point i'll get bored because that's the thing there's one coming up that is a perfect example as far as i'm concerned but there's so many that it's like everyone's kind of doing their own thing mm. and they're not all flowing with each other, but it all sits together. Well, this album in particular, they actually said that they weren't a proper band yet. They said that this is basically Jeff and Stone's songs and Mike and um, Eddie were like along for a while. This is Mike talking. Yep. And um, have you read the thing too, that they basically made the album in order, in order to tour it? Yeah. Yeah. This was like the reason that they, were, they wanted to do it is like they just wanted to get out on the road and have They already like, had all these demos. Yeah. And yeah. they just kind of re-recorded some and smashed it out and... Yeah, which is why, I mean, I think you can tell like the next couple albums are a bit more sort of thought out, but like this one, I mean, not that this isn't thought out, but it's just like, it is, um, you can see the uh, Eddie's influence come in more in verses with certain songs like, and these stadium Mother Love Bone-esque yeah. stuff sort of gets gets left by the wayside. You know, I, it never bothered me much, much with Pearl Jam, but other bands excessive use of like yeahs and o's and stuff i always thought was too Foo much Foo Fighters. You're talking about Foo Fighters. no <laughs> just like most bands aren't pearl jam i'm like especially it should have annoyed me with pearl jam because most of the songs carry so much meaning and to me my stupid logical brain's like is does the yeah and the o's have meaning in this story that you're telling but then single video theory comes out yeah and he has that little line where he says I went through this phase where I didn't think that singing was uh, justified or what is he saying? He didn't think that it was important basically. Yeah. And it made me stop and think like that's his instrument. Yeah. Those first two, three albums, the first two especially because he's not playing guitar yet. Like his voice is his instrument. Yeah. And then he didn't know how to like, you can tell that's that's probably why I was doing like the jumping from the crowd thing because he had... Um, I remember playing in a couple of bands with singers that didn't have an instrument and they were like, it's really hard. Like we got no instrument to, to hide behind. Like, yeah, you're when, really when, lost if you're not doing something. Yeah. So like you, you, if you're ever watching a band, even like that at your local pub and, you, and you're noticing the singer is like, you know, maybe being a bit rock star-ish, I think it's like, 
it's okay because like I mean they need to do something they can't just stand there because then you'd be like oh they're, they're boring yeah um, one guy I remember when I used to do TAFE uh, music he walked in and he's like an industry um, douchebag but he said like <laughs> um, people notice two things when they first walk into a band it's the singer and the drummer yep. so if you got those two things worked out then the rest of it sort of comes together. But he's like, they're not looking at, they're not even looking at the lead guitarist doing solos. Like, is, is your drummer in time or is your, sing, is your singer um, interesting? Because those as well are the only two that can have pauses and breaks throughout a song. Mm. Like, I mean, it happens more and more like guitarists take a little break and it's just drum and bass or just drums yeah. or whatever. But generally speaking, for most bands, your drummer might not be in at the start. No. Or like there's a breakdown where he's barely doing anything and the singer has breaks between verse and chorus. But, Guitar and bass, more often than not, start to finish, have a job to do. Yeah, and they're the ones, and like you know, in between songs, they're tuning so that the the, the singers like the ones like everyone looks to like. Well, you gotta say so. And I, yeah, man, the amount of times that I've been in bands or watching bands, and the, the silence in between songs of a local gig, especially one that's not going well. This is like I just the reason I like to just bang it out and like yeah, by the fifth song, you're out of tune. But let's just like bang it all out because like I don't want any gaps in between songs. It's just it's 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 the deafening silence. But then you know you've got the other issue of if you're not a good front man and you're just making it more awkward for everyone by talking. Yeah. And he's not a good example of that because he's very mumbly. Yeah. Even mm. now, like he's not. He's getting worse. <laughs> but the point being, I have a lot more respect for those like the instrument he uses through these songs and his yeah. weird O's and yeahs and whatever's so going on um to wago uh definitely a another stadium banger like i mean and one thing i noticed when i was watching the the recent show is that like um mike and stone and jeff are doing backups now like especially yeah. this one the, the, is like they're like that was on the wago on um i noticed in, even in the brenda o'brien mix so when it all cuts out and he's like, well, I go on. There's yeah. some reverb on his vocals that sounds really bad. Like, it's, it's weird that... So the guy said it was too reverby. Yeah. And then a lot of the newer tracks, you can hear that reverb is gone. Yeah. But then on tracks, you didn't notice it. Like his they, vocals on It's this, like they put it up. Yeah. I, I don't remember him being that reverby on the the other thing. I, was nearly, I didn't have time to check it out again. But like, yeah, I was like... Man. I think as well because his vocals are so much clearer on the new mix... They are, yeah, yeah. Like everything's come up a bit, everything's a bit crisper and cleaner. Yeah, it is nicer, but yeah, you do notice a lot more of those things. Um, I believe this is like a connection to Dissident. This this Wigo and Dissident are about the same girl. I thought I found that it was Leash. Oh, okay. I was always told that yeah, Wigo and (laughs) there's this dude that I used to know. He was a bit older than us at high school. At every party, because he knew that I was a Pearl Jam fan, he would just be... And, like, I don't know, like, where all he's getting his information from. <laughs> but, like, I've probably got a bunch of misinformation in my head just, like, talking to this guy at parties about Pearl Jam. I always just assumed it was with Go. You yeah. can't have a song called Why Go and then Go, you know, <laughs> slash Don't Go, and then not be connected. And then he got another song called Why. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why Go? Go. Why? <laughs> and you. <laughs> yeah. You. Why you go? Why you go? You go now. Jake Scully. <laughs> <laughs> the Pelgen should score the next avatar. <laughs> no. Um, no. So, why go? And this is another one that um, the 
uh, from Wigo to Black. Um, I remember when I tried to like be making my mixtapes, trying to do the pause Oof. on the tape thing, like to like not get the start of Black in. Yeah, um, it's pretty hard. But Black, let's, let's talk about Black because Black is a, a huge song. Um, they didn't make a film clip for it. Refused to make a film clip for it. Courtesy of the song that follows this. Uh, yep. And then um, didn't I don't I still don't know who it's about, and I don't think anyone knows who, who it's about. Do you know? Or I don't. Um, he's always been pretty tight-lipped about it. Um, I remember a guy, you know, sometimes when you're in high school and you, you like, usually through stuff like this, through bands, like you just find other people. Like yeah. I have this, there's this dude, Robert, that I didn't really sort of hang around much, but we both, he, he knew I was into Pearl Jam and I think they just replayed the um, Unplugged on ABC. Yep. And he comes up and he's like, oh, did you did you watch some Pokemon? I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, that thing at the end of um Black, the the We Belong for It together oh. thing. He's like, and he's like, and we sat down and talked. I think it was the entire lunch period, like we just talked about like you know, um. He's like, you know, he's shaking during that. And I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's that like that. I remember like every time now, like especially if I hear that, the because the, I don't think he does it every time he sings it. No, not as common as like I've seen them do it. Not trying to brag, part of me. I've seen them do it quite a few times. Yeah. And like, you just get lucky. Some runner shows who do it a lot. Sometimes I have a friend that's been to probably as many as I have and he's seen it once. Right. Um, you just don't know what the, what the mood is at night. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's so different day to day. So that stink, like that, him doing it at the end, like always runs your role. Cause I'm just like, he was just like, I've noticed, I think it was that whole thing I was talking about at the start where like when you're young and you're a teenager and like you're listening to music, music, especially music that's like, you know, that you know is special and like you just pick apart every little thing about it yeah and um he's like and we were talking about i remember different the different guitars and stuff like like we went we're not big gearheads but we were just like and like that could have been like the, the longest conversation i've ever had with this guy but it was about the end of black and unplugged so it was, it was wow fun. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen the the live tag no they done it for you live no, no i don't think i think i've only seen black a couple of times live it's it's intense like it's every now and then like it's just thrown in a set and it's it's a sad song but like you don't always feel it but sometimes yeah when when the show's going right or i guess maybe if you're in the right state of mind like mm. it can hit you quite hard i think he does he do it for the benaroya whole show uh yeah i think it was on there because i think wasn't that one where like they reckon that it was like the like people were like this was shake like something was shaking like because like apparently that 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 show was like pretty intense even though it was like it was an unplugged show yeah um the but, one the best ones I've heard or maybe not the best uh but after it's probably horrible to say but after Ross Gilder mm. I think the first show they played in Jones Beach Virginia Beach somewhere yeah. they played Black or it was the first time they played Black since that incident yeah like the reports of the show like the reviews it was intense yeah yeah. It was real heavy. And then same again after Cornell recently, the first time they played yeah, it after that. I've um I heard about that one, yeah. Um it's yeah. an intense song. Like it's and um uh, for an intense song, insanely fun to play on bass. It's really good. <laughs> and really nice to play on guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good um, campfire song. It is. If you're not all depressed and have <laughs> know someone that's died or something. Uh I remember him saying that like um He's like, I like 
I do like hearing fan mail where they said that they played Black at a funeral, but he said, I would also like to hear that they played Even Thought at a party. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I don't want to just be like that that band that like has depressing songs. So It's hard though, like <clears throat> when it's so good. Like a friend of mine has a real strong connection with it and we went to a show. I think we have gone to two or three in a row. Yeah. And they hadn't played it and then they finally played it and like I didn't think too much of it. Like I just kind of put my arm on his back just like I thought yeah. this might be tough. And afterwards he's like, dude, I need it. Like you just, you, he's like, I, you, like <laughs> that's yeah. how the conversation went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just one of those songs that it'll, yeah. It does it to you, yeah. 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 I remember when we saw him, um, we saw Eddie do solo and he did Blackbird. And I saw, oh. and I saw you just like, <sighs> go into some sort of like. Uh, so on to Jeremy. <laughs> Fugue state. <laughs> um, Jeremy, uh, as I said, like this is this is my like uh, welcome mat to to Pearl Jam as a band. Um, did this song make them? Did this song and this video? Make I think the Pearl video Jam? made them um, because of the the sh- and it wasn't done for shock value, but I'm sure the shock value of the, of the video. Have you seen the original video, the other video? Yeah, it's not right. great. It's not great. Um, you can tell Eddie's not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do remember the, the it gave us the the best thing. One of my favorite things to watch is um, uh, Pearl Jam at the '93 or '92 MTV Music Awards, and they won awards for Jeremy. Oh yeah, um, and they bring Jeremy up. And he's like, oh, he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like this this song. I think was thrashed um, on MTV, and it definitely was like if you're ever having like even an alternative music special on Rage, like at the video clip show that we have here, it was always on it. So Another one uh, I've sat down during. Oh, really? Yeah. It was um, on one of the Australian tours and they played it every single night. And by the time I got to Perth and they played it, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to sit my butt down for the next five minutes. Jeff plays a 12-string bass for it. Um, it's, and it's, it's, it's also crushing because... You can be a bass player and try to play Jeremy, but you will never. It will never sound like Jeff's. That'll never be right. Um, I remember some um, this Metallica nerd at um, high school said he's like, "It's played on guitar." And I'm like, no, it's, "It's a twelve string bass," and he's like, um, "You're wrong." And I'm like, "Mark, it's a twelve string bass." Listen, fucking, Mark. Fucking know what I'm talking about. And I like, I even like marched him to a computer, and I was like, "That's what it is." And he's like. Oh, you marched into a computer and said, sit there for eight minutes while this turns on. Yeah. And then wait another 12 while we find a website. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's just his face. <laughs> it's <laughs> coming. <laughs> I just start drawing, drawing it in MS Paint. It kind of looks like this. <laughs> Shut up, Mark. Um, so that and I think um, that's the, the end of side A. If you listen to it on a... On a tape. Yeah. Because um, Oceans starts off uh, side B. Um, Oceans just, is... Sorry, just in the defense of Jeremy, like, it has been overdone. It is a great song, though. There was a new version of it running around too, but I don't think they do that anymore. It was like... Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah, it was, that was bad. They did a Christmas single as well with a different version of it. It's, it's just, just leave a bit, it. Just, just leave a bit it. weird. Um, so, yeah, and apparently, um, you know... To show you both sides of the story, I don't believe the um, Jeremy they're talking about's family were that happy about them including it in the song. No. Um, they've been very public about, like, they never asked us, and we got, <clears throat> they got a bit of, um, 
not flat. Like they 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 got a bit too much attention for something that was obviously already like pretty, yeah, pretty heart wrenching. So um, and I don't know how true. I hope that it's true when he said it's also about someone else. It's two years. So it's, it's something that he knew and something that he saw in the papers. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, oceans. Um. I remember my biggest thing about oceans, and I can never not think about it, is that the film clip for oceans is weird. It's them on holiday in Hawaii, I think. Or something. Oh, I thought it was just outtakes from Point Break. <laughs> and like, <laughs> um, Stone had just uh, recently bleached his hair. He looks good. He looks like a diehard villain. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he looks like Carl's brother from Die Hard. <laughs> and it's just like, and he's the goofiest looking. Like, there's some. I think he pulls it off. No, he does not. He um, does. I think he does. I that was that. That film clip is them at their rock star uh, beginnings. But, well, they're they're the one. That was the one where like there's that bit. There's a bit. It's, it's all in slow motion, really. Like a Point Break montage. And um, there's a bit where Eddie sort of he looks up and looks at the camera, and I think that that shot was like that was the that, it makes him look like a pretty boy hunk type sort of thing. It's I mean. Just, doesn't make him look like one he is he, one <laughs> um but the thing that really really disturbs me about the film clip is that there's these holes that oh yeah and the rocks they, that they the rocks that they yeah, there's like these little holes and like apparently and i read into it like you can get stuck and like die but oh. they went down these holes and it's like every time i th- uh, hear oceans i'm like oh <laughs> i could like it's like <laughs> it's just like my claustrophobia just like just get, like goes intense i'm just like i can't <laughs> hold on <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do like it as a as a set opener though, because like I remember when I was collecting, we used to have the unauthorized bootlegs you can buy from our local cheap shops. Nice. Um, they used to for a while there. They used to open their shows with that instead of release, and it was it was a pretty good opening opening track. Yeah, yeah. It's it has to be an opener, and like, he, used to, he always did the one, two, three, one, two. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, I've heard um it in the middle of a set. It's weird. Grinds to a halt. Not grinds to a halt. It just, well, I think because I know it so much as no, like I've listened to endless bootlegs. Yeah. And it's an opener or it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And it, it's also it's like, it's, it's basically a, it's a bass song. Like there's not like all that. There's plenty of guitar in it. Yeah, Have you like, heard the other version the yeah. other, with the drums? Yeah. Yeah. It's not right at all. It's, it was on it's horrible. It was a B side on something, I think. Yeah. I was um, never a fan. But like that, but the whole driving force, like the melody of it is done on bass. Like that was like, that sounds like a mother love bone song. I reckon. Yeah. A little bit. That and even flow. I reckon sound like mother love bone. Song this is also life. one I was referencing before about, it feels like everyone's doing their own different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it just somehow like sleight of hand or of the yeah. girl, like all these weird different parts that they just come together. There's a lot on binaural where they're just like, I'm just going to noodle over here. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> but like the timing seems like it should be off, but yeah. none of it's off. Apparently they this, used um, fire extinguishers as like percussion. Yeah. I was trying to listen out for it. I couldn't really pick it up. Yeah. Do you need to hear the <laughs> <laughs> This, this is almost the perfect song for me really like this this would i'm not saying it's my favorite ever pearl jam song because it's not but just everything about this song i wouldn't change a thing about it uh not the effect on his vocal in the second verse that sounds terrible well i just listened to the new mix so i'm not sure yeah do you remember it's like a phaser effect it's like 
it's like it's got like oh a, yeah that little really, yeah 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 and it's like it annoyed me every fucking time i was like no i'm okay why? with that no and plus if you have it live then you don't get any of that stuff cool he's not doing like um what's the guy with just like playing with his vocal box no, while he sings no who's, who's the guy that's got that little thing on his mic um from he, south park no from uh he's got the pig from um Lollapalooza episode of Simpsons. Um, oh, Peter Frampton. Yeah. This um, talk <laughs> box. Yeah. It's like Eddie should have that. <laughs> I remember Dave had it for um, Generator. Generator. Yeah. And like it looks, it, it looked Doesn't uncomfortable. Doesn't do it anymore. Lazy. <laughs> does he just do a... Does yeah, he just plays it normally now. Like I think, sings it normally? Yeah. Okay, cool. I think for like the year of that tour he did it and then yeah. lazy. <laughs> he swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> His um, lunch started coming out. <laughs> uh, so going on to uh, porch, um, uh, another weird placing. It is, um, but fucking, it's like sad, upbeat, downbeat, upbeat. It's this. This is. Um, I fucking love this song so much. It. There's a lot of energy in this. Oh my god! Like live or not, it's. Uh, and I like again. I go for always go for the um. Uh, this one taught me about uh, women's rights because on the unplugged oh. set, um, he writes pro choice in his arm. I'm like, what's pro choice been? Is that some sort of sneaker company? <laughs> Is that this or that? I, I did. I had no idea what it was. Like I was watching. This yeah, me either. Was a 13 year old um, kid. I saw um, it a lot older and had no idea what it was. So like it it it, it urged me to like sort of um to not Google at the time, but like look up what it was. Um, that intent, that that uh, version of it too, um, where Jeff is on the drums and like smashing cymbals with his bass and stuff. Yeah. Um, but this the the recorded version is good. It's like it to me. It's like uh, they're drain you. Um, yeah. It's got that little um the the dip in the middle. Um, bit of a little breakdown that can go for yeah ten seconds or ten minutes. And um and it works either way too. Like, it doesn't have to be long. Yeah. But if it is long, that's fine, too. Um, I remember, especially, there's a, um, there's a version. Have you heard the, uh, just like the 14-minute the version of Porch from Portland? Where he starts to no. threaten the audience. So, they played this show in Portland. And um, the crowd have been throwing shoes at him the entire uh, time. Is this shoes? Shoes for my friends? Shoes for my friends. And I love like, um, that bit. Shoe, shoe the shoeless. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, um, so they're playing porch and then like, um, Eddie's like, this was like, Randall's Island. I'm pretty sure it was Portland. Because oh. this is also, he was drunk that show because there's a, port, a part before he's like, um, before Deep or something, he's like, kill your local rapist. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> it's a really, really full on show. Um, and, I think he yells at Dave too, like the drummer, because like he's Dave's keep on going, and he's like he's like stop, stop, and then he he stops the show, and he says like, and so they've been having shoes thrown at him, and like he says, me and Jeff are gonna go stand by the entrance, and we're gonna kick the shit out of every barefoot person that walks <laughs> yeah. out of here, um, and then he's like, oh, we're gonna donate them to charity, and then that's what it, it it goes into like that fuck me in the brain song, yeah, and then um after that it goes back into porch, and they finish porch. But it's like it goes for a good 15, 16 minutes. It's, it's pretty I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I haven't thought about that for a long time. Find and it. there's so many occasions where that line would come in my in my head. Shoes. Shoes for my friend. 
And I can't say it because no one has any idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. Sp- it happened that uh, we're in America a few years ago and we're waiting at a bus stop and a shoe just fell from the sky and landed on the floor next to us. Oh my God. And this guy next to us goes, where'd the damn shoe come from? <laughs> and in my head, I thought, shoes, shoes from my friend. <laughs> but I can't say it because no one would get it. <laughs> shoes from my friends. <sighs> yeah. If you can find it, it could be Randall Island, it could be, um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Portland, but yeah. Um, uh, I disagree. It's fun. Definitely um, not Portland. There's, <laughs> there was a portion of that versus tour where like he was not in a good place. Because <laughs> um, I think it's something towards the end of the show too, he gets like, it's just real rough. Well, real yeah, they rough. just had stuff thrown at them the whole show. He was, yeah. but didn't storm off. Nope. Didn't incite a riot. Axel. <clears throat> Axel. Hmm. Uh, Garden. Um, banger. Banger. <laughs> uh, this one's, this one's like, um, I probably like the, my least listened to. Like, you know how it's, um, not by, by virtue of the fact of its placement of the album, I think, like, uh, it, it's one of these things that I use, that I use Shuffle for. Okay. To listen huh. to every, sing, every single song on the album. So I think it's just, you know, it's a banger song, but it's not one that like, if I'm sort of listening to it back in the day, if you listen to it with a bunch of friends, like you're going to be like doing your lives, your Jeremy's, your portraits. Yeah, like it that. is a weird, weirdly paced song. Yeah. But I saw it live once though and it was pretty magical. Did you see the good version or the weird version? I just saw it. Uh, no, I saw, I saw it. It, was, it, would be, it would have been close to like the original version because I'm just like... There's, I don't know if it was a demo. I've never looked it up or tried to track it down because I hate it. But the first time I saw them play it, it was like this weird sort of even slower breakdown chorus oh, right. type thing. I think you're getting slower. Than <laughs> um, it's like they forgot how to play it. I think... Um, it was not good. Because the, the, also the, the riff is like so close to release too. Um, it's kind of jangly sort of yeah. messing around with the D chord. And yeah. it's just like, I think it's just... Yeah. It, it's a... Look, it's a really good... Um, Really good song, and um, but yes, yeah, one that I probably haven't listened to as much as, as the others. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> um, I I think it's almost like, like like um, I didn't really understand. I, I don't know, like not that we have to understand a song to like it, but like yeah, it's one of the ones from just like I don't know what he's what he's on about here. Like it's it seems a bit generic to me. Yeah, I was I always want to know if it was around before Stone. <laughs> like yeah. walking into your garden of stone is that just a coincidence yeah maybe it's just or like oh, i'm in your garden yeah <laughs> this is uh this is your shit was it stone okay uh, yeah is it like a sound garden reference is it no nah, no i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna go with him it's it's his it's his like little sass song to stone yeah um, about to take talk over. about sass and stone um there was a, a song that they recorded called brother that nearly broke up the yeah. band. <laughs> uh, Jeff Amon wanted Brother on it. Um, and you have to say, in 2009, when the re-release came out, they released the song Brother on the re-release with, with vocals, and it entered into the charts. Yeah, weird. Like, fucking hell. <laughs> it's like, we got this new Pearl Jam song. <laughs> it's way better without lyrics, though. Yes, yeah, it's good I instrumental, think. yeah. Yep. Another one I got to tick off a list, the same show they did, Deep. Ooh. It was quite a day. Deep, you say? <laughs> 
Yes. Because we're, we're, at, we're at D. Guess where we are. <laughs> um, again, another one that I can't... I've never learned how to play and um, recently found out. I didn't know that they he used his 12-string for this one. Oh. Um, that's yeah, why I, it's... I never even tried to play this one. It just seems too messy. Yeah. But I it, love the mess. This one... Um, I remember... It's very what, similar similar to Brother as well. Yeah. This one... Um, I've, you know those memories you get. So this one, for some reason, I was we were on a uh, school excursion to the Botanic Gardens and I listened to that song and for the, and I, I could not get the um, the lyrics of this song the whole day. And I was like humming it the whole time. My friend just said like, the fuck are you humming? I'm like, deep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like... What? I'm like, deep from Pearl Jam. I can't get it out of my head. And yeah, that's just, that's my connection to this. Like song. you couldn't think of what the lyrics were? I think I was like I, I think I was thinking, does he say Jesus? Is it Jesus? He wouldn't say Jesus. This is one I weirdly Is it cheese? Is it Jesus? Like out of <laughs> all of them, I understood the lyrics the most in this song. Okay. I don't know if that's partly why I loved it so much initially. And then I was quite sad to find out it's about exactly what you would think it's about. What's it about? Someone shooting up. Oh, okay. The story is like he was walking down the street and I think a shoe fell out of a window. <laughs> There's a boat. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the story was a shoe fell out of a window and he looked up and he sees this man hanging out of his window like yeah, doing things he maybe shouldn't Oh, have. okay. Ponders his makeup. Ponders his... Well, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Sinks the needle deep. I don't know whether I like <laughs> one's one's like sometimes I like the guitar seagulls at the end and sometimes I don't like the guitar seagulls at the end because <laughs> it's guitar seagulls is what they're doing. I had never thought of that. Guitar seagulls. Yeah. Guitar girls. <laughs> it won't be ruined for me. This like has always been because it took so long to see this live. I've never seen it live. Yeah. No, you haven't. They didn't play it. For, <laughs> well, they didn't play it for like eight years. Because even if you had, I'd just take it out of your mind. You can't. It's just mine. It's just my memory. <laughs> Only I can have it. Um, yeah, they didn't play it for like seven or eight years. I don't know why. Um, so it was a big deal when I finally got to see it. And I don't know if that was part of like it was the last song on ten I hadn't seen. Yeah. So it made me listen to it more and just <laughs> want it more. So I don't know if my love for it is real. Or just kind of... Or you're just ch- being chasing that deep. Yeah. Oh, kind of like the guy in the deep. Can't touch the bottom. Too <laughs> deep. shooting up on deep. <laughs> um, then it, um, release ends off the album, um, which is funny because it's usually started off many a show for like quite a few years was the first song was released. Um, I think... The greatest opener. Yeah. Of, uh, of any song they open with. Yeah, this it's... Has, it's it's yeah. one of those ones like when his when his voice that sort of baritone comes in and it's just yeah. oh it's just yeah I um, feel like whether they do this every like the thing with Pearl Jam is the less they do a song the more special it is to see it yeah but whether they do this every night or once a year like it's still the best opener it's still the most incredible way to start I'm pretty sure it's um his riff too because when you watch PJ twenty and they look they're at the they're at a, the campfire from the uh, Hunger Strike film clip. He's playing the release riff. I don't know yeah, where he's possibly. just he's just he's just learnt it off of Stone. But I do. I, I think it's one of those ones where he gets a song credit. Yeah. So I reckon, how do you feel about that? Because like they're very set on who gets what credits. Uh, Some bands are like written <clears throat> by the band. It's all publishing. 
Like they, they that's how they make them, they make the money. It was very like Amen and Gossard, like they were business from from the start. Like they like and they they might have they'd like, been around. Yeah, and I think um, it was the same with uh, Soundgarden. They all had their own publishing. Like you make music, I make you sick, or something like that. that was um, I'm pretty sure that was Chris Cornell's. But if you look at the publisher rights on Soundgarden, there's like four different ones. Yeah. And it's like, that's how they got residuals. Well, he was with like the manager for a while, so I'm guessing they were pretty clued in on yeah. how to do it. And it's like, you know, I think that's the whole thing too of like, they're in this, um, what used to be a niche genre and everyone's already starting to, scale, to, to yell sell out at them. It's like, well, I mean, we've got to make a living. Yeah, it's... Still kind of a I'm job assuming, like, the um, back in the day, like, um, touring was probably a little bit more lucrative than what it is now, but yeah. Um, so yeah, and then it goes in after release, sort of rounds out there's um, the master slave that comes from the start of the albums, comes back in, and it goes for a good, I don't know, like two or three minutes, I reckon. Um, how do you go with I always assume that release is an emotional song, mm. um, like. Obviously, personal reasons it is. I don't know how it rates with other people. Um, if it sits up there with black or not. I think uh, it's for me. It was like a companion to Alive because obviously, like of the of the content, like I can it, it to me like it was it was emotional because like I could see that he had emotion to it. Yep. Um, but if yeah. you see black and release in a show, which one's going to make you cry? Black. Okay. Um, for you, probably, probably, probably both. Okay. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> time. I mean, every other song generally. No, um, release will always hit me a lot harder than anything else. Yeah, but I mean, like, still gonna do it pretty well. <laughs> um, the B sides this were um, apparently Dirty Frank can't be included because I think that was recorded not in the ten sessions. It was no. actually recorded later. Um, but you had uh, there was ten songs that didn't make the album. But so yeah. that wasn't one. The Frank Dirty Frank wasn't one. Yeah. Um, so you had Wash, which I really really love. Oh, another good opener. Um, yeah, I've seen shows that started with Wash. Mm. Um, <laughs> really want to be there. Uh, you've got um, uh, Brother, uh, Evil Little Goat. Oh yeah. Um, that's not a song. <laughs> well, that's what this all part of the session. Um, what was? The, Do you know what I Evil Little Goat's about? Alone? I think Alone was in there. Like, that was going to be on um, 10, but they um, said there was too many mid-range um, songs. I thought that so, was a versus. No, it's, a, it's oh. on versus. Uh, it's, a, it's a versus outtake for, like, um, recording, but they actually, it was in the 10 sessions. There you go. Mm. You learned something today. I did. I know more about that. <laughs> ah, shit, I forgot to make a quiz. Ah, um... Uh, and I think there's more. Um, unfortunately, we can't cover them here. But we will cover them next season because the movie will come out. But uh, stay love and trust. Stay love and trust. Stay there. Stay love and trust. And breath were recorded very close to here because I think Cameron Crowe was already making his movie singles. Um, and it's good that we can't include that because. Stay Love and Trust is possibly one of my favourite songs of all Ooh. time of anything ever. Ooh. Um, if not my favourite Pearl Jam song ever. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a big statement. That song is perfect to me. Huh. I love it so much. And I don't think I've ever seen it live. Oh. Yeah. 
You, you should go to more shows. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I always incorporate it in with like 10, but I don't think, I think it's like not actually part of the sessions that, of 10. So we'll keep it no. to, um, so you had footsteps as well. And then I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I I did look up and I saw those ten songs that didn't make the cut. For some reason, I didn't look at what they were. I just two hundred mile blues was one. Yeah, and then yeah, there's there's a couple other ones, but like I B girl. <laughs> no, um, it wasn't. I know it wasn't. Uh, Don't but, come after me. But I mean, uh, Dirty Frank uh, is a pretty fun song to listen to. I don't know if you've ever uh. like. Have you ever seen it live? Uh no, I missed out on hitchhiking. To see that song yeah no sorry i yeah i missed out a chance to hitchhike I, that'll yep. make sense to someone never mind um so yeah it's uh um yeah that's... i did get a couple more interesting facts if you'd like to know i would like to know facts I'm okay facts. so rolling stone had their list uh i think it was a top 50 yeah did you look up these already i know what you're gonna say yeah but yeah the, the greatest debut albums yeah oh no this was, i i i heard that Maybe it wasn't Rolling Stone, but someone gave it a pretty unfavorable review. I didn't look at reviews. I looked at like listings. Yeah. So I looked at Rolling Stone has like endless like rankings that they've made, but they did the greatest debut albums of all time. Okay. Where do you think it came? You're going to be wrong. No. Number fucking one. Greatest debut album. Uh, I would agree. It's a bit cool though. I don't know, like, cause I, I mean, but then, very, they, they had a practice run with like, Mother Love Bone and Temple of the Dog. Yeah. Like you, you had, it was essentially like you had the band, but you just sort of swapped the singers around. Yeah. Um. So like you know, but still like we said, they just smashed this album together. Yeah. So like they, this is this is like well tuned, well versed musicians going in and just like, the making probably one of the, the biggest albums they've ever made, but they they weren't just sort of like Silverchair or even Nirvana, like, you know, just like sort of scraping yeah. money together just to sort of get something out there. Like, they, they were already established. So You know like, who else had an amazing debut album that I didn't see on this list? Spin Doctors. <laughs> Weezer. Ah. Yeah, I would have thought they got like way, way. I, I should go and double check it because it'd have to be on there because that first album is yeah. probably their best. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that wasn't out yet until they started just remaking the same one like every yeah. every couple of years, changing um, the color of it. Kerrang did a top one hundred albums to hear before you die. Uh, five. Fifteen. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. This is this is my favorite. Um, this was an Australian magazine. Uh, it's a very hard website to find called Juice. Juice. The top 100 albums of the 90s. The entire 90s. The entire 90s. All genres. All genres. Well, Spin Doctors would be 60. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, 10. 10. That would have been good. Yeah. I'll give you a clue. They added 34 on afterwards for honorable mentions. Were they in the honorable mentions? Technically, there were 101. Who was number one? Well, never mind. Was, num- was number one? Yeah. How was number one number one and then like, <laughs> Pearl Jam's not anywhere near that? <laughs> What's even worse, 
Phytology and Yield were in the list. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. was made by someone who was born in like 1988 or something like that. It's like, nothing in the first few, five years of my life exists. <laughs> oh, so I bet might... Limp Biscuits like really fucking high on that list. Corn was in the list. I bet it was. <laughs> Their self-titled album too. Also, not even follow the leader. Jesus Christ. I really uh, like Sheets and Ladders. It's such a deep song about... It's uh, it's quite a list. But, Juice, if you're out there... I feel like we should... Lay have, off the juice. We should have a... We should have a uh, episode tearing that list apart. <laughs> yeah, the next bonus will be going through yeah, that list. Yeah, it's coming off the juice. I'm going after you. <laughs> if I can find it again, it was like on the third page of my google search <laughs> it's not a good sign have you got any more anything else for me that that'll be it i let's wanted to some, finish on a good one let's do top fives all right Alrighty. who's your five okay so number five i am going to say have you picked it out or you decided I, I have i have okay um number five i'm going to say alive oh yes because okay. it, it needs to be in the top five um more than any other song on this list because I think it's just it's something that it's I don't get bored of it as much as I thought I would yeah um and listening to it today I think it was it might not have been on the top five but after today I was listening to it and for some reason and and being in a, I, was, I was like literally like lying on the couch I was not in like a I was not doing anything or, or up anywhere that needed like you know some some extra oomph yeah, and it got me going. So yeah, it is. It is quite a good song. So, what's your number five? Uh, I'm starting off uh, a little bit sad. Black. Ooh, okay. Because again, like it has to be in the top five. Yeah, I, like I it's, yeah. It's kind of the opposite to Alive. It is. <laughs> it's like it's the exact opposite. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but um, it's okay. it's one that's not been overdone for me that probably should have. And I feel like that's because it's such a strong song. Yeah. Like there's so much in it. Okay. I'll give it I'll, okay. I'll have it. Thanks. Okay. My next one is uh, Once. Really? I really like Once. What's my number four? Once. Yeah, it hey! is. I ummed an ard for a little bit. Um, it was almost Garden. Um, but I, think, I ditched Garden. I think recently watching that, that concert where they played it like right near the start they played once and you, i could almost see some people in the crowd going <gasps> like i don't think once is something they play very often no and it like it goes real good live as well like yeah. it packs a real good punch um i remember hearing um and this is not seeing like hearing about a bootleg where they played last exit first and like nice you can hear the crowd just like going wow like just yeah. like absolutely fucking going nuts so i think that pushed it into my top five for me that put it in my top five from the first time I got to see it. Yeah. And I was so excited. <laughs> and I remember just like bouncing the entire song, just screaming my face off. And I locked eyes with Mike for like 10 seconds yeah. and he started bouncing and he's staring at me. And we're both like singing along. Like, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> I think Mike McCready could see me. <laughs> he probably couldn't, but no. you know. <laughs> hey, um, he threw some little picks our way. Nice. I didn't catch any of them, but they came. My number three, uh, it was hotly contended. One had to stay and one had to go. Cause like my, oh, top, so my top two were, were or that's the, I did my top two already. I knew what my right. top two were going to do. 
this is the one where I'm just like, I don't know which one I wanted to pick. Um, and I'm not going to go with my first choice of Why Go because I think that was also bolstered by seeing a couple of live clips of it. But I don't think it's like, I think it's a good song, but I'm going to go Black. Oh. Yeah. Black is also, it, as you said, it needs to be on the top five. It's an important song. Yeah. You don't really tire of it. No. It's... And because there's differing versions and like differing and probably just because of that conversation I had with Robert back in high school, like I can't not think about that. Yeah. And yeah, what they can do with that song. It's yeah. 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 That's fair. It's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I feel like it's a similar song, but yeah, without the sadness, <laughs> come over here, Paul. <laughs> no, why not? I just love this song so much. It's mm. so good. Mm. How is it not in the top five? Oh, uh, easily. It's like the original it's, it's, Slide of Hand. What? I'm actually going to say it's my least favorite song on the album. There's <laughs> <laughs> a smack coming right back your way. <laughs> um, and mostly because of the that oscillation they put on his fucking voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, that's fair if you hate that yeah. bit. It doesn't bother me at all. <clears throat> I kind of like it because it's got that whole wavy, watery. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I hate the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but you and love also, Point Break. But then, yeah, then it's like, and also it reminds me of just Stone looking goofy as a diehard henchman. It is funny because he doesn't fit in at all. No. But then again, does Jeff with Looks his like headbands it. and his goggles? He looks like he's gonna skydive with <laughs> Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's in Conair. <laughs> he's stupid. Um, but I do love him. Number two. Oh, this is hard. Um, so this was between one and two we're, we're yeah, tussling here? Okay. Yeah. Um, I hope it's even flow. I'm going to kick you in the shin. It's Porch. Ooh. Yeah. Porch is a... I think um, if I didn't love this song enough, um, when I saw them once, <laughs> I saw them two nights in a row and the second night I could only get like the nosebleed. I had to sit down. Yeah. But he played Porch first. Like, he came out and started just, like... The show started with Porch? Yeah, the show started with Porch. Just Adelaide 06? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it rings a bell. Um, Throw your hatred down. Because I believe, because um, at the time, like, you like you and Laura went together, but I knew her, and she had she gone the night before, and she wasn't oh. at this one, and I just messaged her, and I'm like, it started with Porch. <laughs> And then I'll think, I think I also messaged saying, like, uh, they play present tense. And she was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. If Pearl Jam ever plays multiple shows near you, you don't pick one. No, you just you go. fucking go to both. Um, so, yeah, Porch, I think, is just uh, that with the unplugged performance and just like the just. I, uh, I think when I was doing some stuff for the podcast, I just put one of those, like, alternative songs of the 90s playlist on, on this Spotify came on eight times <laughs> uh, no but it, when it came on I was, I was just like oh wow like it's just like you can, when you got like you know all these other alternative songs before it and then that comes on it's like that's what you're aiming for do you feel it doesn't really fit I should have said this while we're doing the album that it doesn't quite fit the album like it maybe fits in the least of all the songs mm, nah I, I I can see where you're coming from but I, I still think it's, it fits yeah it so often just reminds me of race cars. Oh, because <laughs> that little, like, those little things at the start. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, also one that I learned, like when I learned how to play on bass, I was pretty chuffed because like it's got a really funky bass line on it. No, ding, 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 ding. Like, nice easy guitar part too. And I know you for have a to change. go. <laughs> you have to go. But I have to say like, if you're a bass player, like, I mean, this album, like more so than any other Pearl Jam album, like it's just like, what he's doing is pretty fucking impressive. I've never noticed it. You should. <laughs> My number two, mm. no surprise, Deep. Deep. I'm sorry. I, I thought that was going to be your number one. Nah, because there's like... I'm wondering what your number one is, man. Because Deep is just, it's... It's not a great song, but it's but just done so well. Head though, yeah, like, it yeah, does. Yeah. Like that and Leash and Why Go, Go, like they just... That song, like, I mean, it just sounds um, like, sounds like Mike is just loving it. This is putting everything into yeah, it. Yeah, like so with the Brother release they did, the first one where it's just Mike smashing it with solos. Yeah. It reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah. And like, you don't even know, like... I don't know what the guitars are even doing. There's just so much going on. Yeah. And it's not just made up of like, it's not just fast and heavy. It's not like, like Porch is just like, let's it's go fast. real hard and fast. Yeah, yeah. Deep's not super fast. It's got um tempo, like, well, not tempo changes, but like it's got, it definitely sort of, it, there's a lot going on in it, but it still seems sort of simple too. It's, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. All right. Oh man, I'm so, I want you to do yours now. No. Uh, I need to know it was almost number two. Oh well, no, this is the number one. So this is it was it was tossing up between these two. Um, my number one is Jeremy. Uh, I uh, love this song so much. It if was, I was standing up, I'd sit down right now. <laughs> it was the song that got me into it. It was the song that um, I learned how to play on bass um, uh, really, really early on. Uh, one like the film clip, I think, sort of really sort of spoke to me in a way, and just the the content of the song spoke to me in a way as someone who got like picked on a bit, and it's like it's just a it's a it's a it, there's a lot going on in the song too, like there's there's different parts to it, yeah, um, and just the uh, yeah, I think it's just I can't knock it because at its core it is it's amazing. Like I said, it this made them. And it, rightfully so, like, I think it's huge. When, like, when you're first watching it, especially, uh, like, cause I, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm quoting it a lot with the film clip because I, I, I was a quite a big um, rage watcher. Shut um, so, up. <laughs> um, when they get to the ay, ay, ay bit, and like, he's like, he's, yeah, of, yeah. Like, that is amazing. And like, in the song, but when you sort of visually see it, I think it's because it's probably the, maybe it's the song that, um, personified them to me because I saw them performing it. Before yeah, you, you can see and feel yeah. the emotion in it. You can see them playing alive, but like, um, but there's, it, like, it's kind of like, it shoots, it cuts in between them all like quite a bit, but like, and there's like, <laughs> the other band members are not in Jeremy like, that much at all. I think like, yeah. there's like one bit where in the background, Jeff doesn't look very happy at all. At no. all. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is my number one is, is Jeremy. Reasonable choice. Thank I am you. quite surprised. Really? What do you, yeah. you think it's going to be? Um, I actually have no idea what it was going to be, but I'm surprised that you had three, actually four, four. Ba- you can't call them hits, yeah. With Pearl Jam, but like essentially they're no. radio friendly songs. De- look, deep um, was nearly in there, um, but I was I sort of went for yeah. I think 
um, why go like the number three could have been three different songs, but yeah, black had to be in there. So that's fair. All right, number one, I can't you release. Yes, I. <laughs> I was. This is probably the one that really like hooked me in and obsessed me with it. Okay, like even before, like even when I was not a kid, I was. 13 I think when I found this 12 or 13 yeah and like just feeling the connection he had and what was going on in this story Mm. like just grabbed me straight away before I'd lost my own dad like that was huge and then when that happened like that's your connection to him yeah yeah and then so the the meaning that he has in this song you know translated even better with Mm. my connection with it and all of a sudden like there's nothing comes close to this. Yeah. Like black's amazing. Black sad. You don't know what's going on in the song, but everyone can connect with black. Yeah. Because there's this story there. It's universal. Like it's, it's love, love lost and yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. But release is so unique and it's so plain and it's right there. Like this is a story and it's, it's so simple. It's my story. But it's just so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, every every time I see that song, like torn apart, like it's horrible. Yeah. But it's amazing at the same time. And even if I just listen to the album, like it'll, I'm not gonna sit in the car and cry every time it comes on. But like goosebumps. Yeah. Every single time, it's never failed me. There's a few albums that have one of those songs on it, and like there's a bit. It's got to the point now where like I can't have them in playlists. I can't have them like in like I can't have that song and it's like it's like it's one of those ones where like I always if I'm listening to the album I'll listen to it because it's part of a whole. Yep. But there's certain songs now that like the the emergency on their own they're just too much. Yeah, I can't do it. It's just, it would just be like it's just be inviting like uh, darknesses like that. Yeah, no. you can be in the best mood and then all of a sudden that comes on like oh yeah. Remember when I was sad yesterday? I think <laughs> let's go back there. <laughs> I because I I had a um yeah I I think. For this album and verses, the last song um, had a lot of depth to it. Indifference had a lot of depth to it. Yeah. Um, and it also, for me, um, it sounds like it's just him in a room with like... It sounds like they're always cutting it live. Yep. Like it doesn't sound like, you know, there was... there was um, It was just it was like a very quiet night where they just all got together and just did it. And I know that's not how recording processes work, but like... You can picture like the there's something in a way about it. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Um, and I think that's, I mean, if I ever have like a um, criticism of, of them is that I don't know whether they ever attained that um, sentimentality again um, as they got older. No, nah, not as they got older. Like, I don't think they could ever like, I think Vitology may have scraped at it and maybe like um, binaural as well. There's, there's certain things, but like. I don't think beyond binaural. I don't. I yeah. don't feel much. Of it. Oh, actually, having said that, um, arc on yeah. right act. Okay. But that would be it. But that's just a solo vocal piece. Like that's yeah powerful just in itself. And knowing the tribute behind it, that was fun to watch. Well, not fun to watch, but we saw it live. And yeah. 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 That was intense. Um, it wasn't fun to watch me during that. <laughs> that's what I did. I didn't watch the. I didn't watch him. I just watched you. Oh, look at this grown man crumble. Why is he doing that? <laughs> I was too bad yelling at the people. Then. 
Ah, these fucking women. <laughs> um, public service announcement. Public service announcement. If you go to a show and it's a quiet acoustic show, don't talk to your friends all the way through it and look at Facebook and photos <laughs> and have a conversation. That's yeah. not why everyone else is there. Okay. The, okay. the glow from your phone is not just localized in front of your face. It like it's, it's everyone can see it. <laughs> um, let's let's finish on a sour note. Um, so that Always. is um, we've that is the greatest debut album of all time. Yeah, or the hundred best for the nineties. I Juice, think we've gushed and noted out um, quite enough. Uh, just letting you know that if you um, we are maybe doing a couple more of these in the break between seasons. So if you got an album um, within reason, let's let's not be doing any uh, Limp Bizkit. Quan self titled. <laughs> Quan self titled. Um, but yeah, like we'll uh, we'll definitely look into it. And um, but thanks for joining us again. Uh, thanks you, for stopping by. If you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, livingthepastpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you can chuck us a five-star review, I've noticed there's been a few more of them lately, so thanks very much for them. Thanks, everybody. And uh, until next time... Find um, us on Instagram. Don't find us on Twitter. No. And then next week, uh, coming up, pretty special episode. We've got a uh, very special guest um, coming in, and we're going to be looking at one of the biggest... They say it's the biggest weekend of music possibly ever. Possibly. September 24th of 1991. I mean, the greatest album was already out, apparently, but, <coughs> you know. Nah, nah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see you all then. Bye, everybody. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back, and relax.